0: Hello everyone and thank you for tuning in to our podcast series created by the Ambassadors of the Methodist Church in Ireland. We're delighted to bring you a series of interviews with people who serve and lead this denomination, hopefully allowing you, the listener, to get to know them personally and also how the church works. My name is Lisa Best and I work for IMYC, which is the Youth and Children's Department of the Methodist Church in Ireland and I have the privilege of working with the Ambassadors. Ambassadors It's a bunch of young adults who are tasked with the role to represent and advocate for children and young people across the denomination. So whatever you're doing right now, we hope you find this podcast fun, interesting and informative. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I'm delighted to welcome today uh, Aaron uh, Sweeney, who's one of our ambassadors, and our president designate, Mr. Saar, Dr. Sorry, Reverend Dr. Saar ambassador, Let me get it right. Welcome today, gentlemen. Much.
1: You're very welcome, Lisa.
0: Yes, lovely. Thank you. And listen, um, I don't want to talk much longer. I would love to hand over uh, to Aaron as he interviews Sar. Uh, and let's see what we can learn uh, from him and Saar in the next few minutes. Over to you, gentlemen. Sweet. Thank
2: you. So, um, Sar, so just in sort of introducing yourself in 10 to 15 words, can you explain a little bit about who you are?
1: Well, I'll start by saying I'm a man and a husband, a father, a brother, an uncle, a son, a nephew, a grandfather, a Kisi by ethnicity, a Sierra Leonean, by nationality, an Irish citizen, and an African, a Christian, a Methodist. Sometimes I say I am a property of the Methodist Church because I get sent anywhere the Methodist Church wants to send me and I just have to go. I'm a Methodist minister, president-designate, and a citizen of the world. Very good. Thank you very much
2: for that. Um, okay, so sort of getting into our questions a bit more. What would you pick for your last meal on earth?
1: Well, I'm going to name a food that maybe most people, I mean, be able to say 99.9% of people in Ireland probably have never heard of, except us, uh, one part of it, which is rice, boiled rice. I like boiled rice. And then with cassava leaves cooked with smoked fish, And um, butter beans, and palm oil, and chili peppers. It's absolutely yummy.
2: I mean, I personally don't like fish, so maybe not the best dish for me. Um, But I'm sure, I'm sure it's lovely. Um, Okay, so if you could have a billboard then with anything on it, what would it
1: be, and why? I would have, I think, be fully present in the now. Because now is what is yours. Tomorrow may never come. And uh, the reason why I would have that on my billboard is that I think many of us, myself included, is we often, I think, spend a lot of time planning for tomorrow or for 10 years time or for when we have retired from work. And uh, sometimes those times never come. So it's better to take the now and live fully in it and then um, maybe when you're going to bed think to yourself maybe i'm not seeing tomorrow at all amazing. but then you have no regrets because you've lived today very well yeah amazing
2: that's really inspirational um okay so going off inspiration then what makes you feel inspired or a bit like your best self
1: i decided to change the question a little bit to okay. who. Uh, inspires me to be my best, instead of what. So I chose my father. He's not alive anymore, but my father lived in the days when most never bothered um, much with anything or anyone outside 10 miles of where they lived. Uh, But my father, uh, unlike most people in his village who just lived to farm and then marry, and uh, socialize within their setting, my father seemed, for whatever reason, to like places and people that we are not very close by. And as a result, he got himself really exposed very well to other places and things and experiences, and then eventually landed himself the job of a chiefdom court messenger, I mean, in Ireland, a chiefdom would be a county court messenger. So he got himself that job and did very well at it. And the job was about eight miles away from his village. And then eventually his family requested that he joins them back in the village because they think he would be of help to them. And then he decided to go back and be with his family and to be of whatever help he could. Because he was somebody who traveled quite a lot, he started traveling again, going to sell his farm produce about 25 miles away from his home village. And that is where he came into contact with a Methodist missionary, an English Methodist missionary, who was preaching there. He just went to eavesdrop anytime he was there. And there he became a Christian, went back to his village, and he started um, uh, talking to people about Jesus, just sharing what he used to to hear from the missionary. And as a result of that, the first church in my village was started, and it was actually, incidentally, the first Methodist church. So my father inspires me hugely because he liked the outside world. In those days, that was something very novel, really, to do. And sometimes people thought he was mad, actually. And then... He his first wife, actually, he married from another district, the equivalent of a province here. They, again, that was something really strange because there were lots of women in his home village and 10 miles within the radius of his village. But he went outside of the village to get married uh, that far away. So every time I go to my village on holiday, I actually go and stand by my father's grave. And it's not because... I know he's going to do anything for me except for the fact that he reminds me of how outgoing his energy and his passion for his people. And that inspires me greatly every amazing, time. Amazing. So
2: moving on to our next question, um, obviously your job within the Methodist Church is going to change a little bit within the next few weeks. But what is your current job in the Methodist Church? And then what will be your job?
1: Um, in a few weeks' time? My current job in the Methodist Church is um, circuit superintendent of the uh, Waterford uh, circuit. Um, I have been at it for the last uh, nearly seven years. Um, But as I often have done in my ministry, uh, I don't see myself as just working for the Methodist Church in Waterford. I see myself as serving the whole of the community. So I do quite a lot of other things in the community with different community groups. One of them is one that I started myself, um, and Waterford um, Place of uh, Sanctuary, Waterford, um, which actually um, has the goal of educating people about migrants, about uh, foreigners who come to live here, about refugees, about asylum seekers, and helping people, working with people to create. A place of welcome and hospitality and respect and opportunity for everyone who comes into the society. So that's what I do at the moment in Waterford. In the church, the normal things that the Methodist minister does, you, you all know them. I mean, like preaching or shouting at the congregation every Sunday or whenever you have the opportunity to do so. And then Bible studies and prayer meetings and coffee mornings and the, Youth work, I mean, etc. And as I'll say later on, I mean, I'm not myself directly involved in youth work or children's work, but supporting those who do the work in the church. And also pastoral visiting, which is the love of my life in ministry. I like pastoral visiting more than anything else in ministry. Very good, very good.
2: And so how do you think then your job will change um in the next few weeks?
1: Yes. Um in about a week's time, I should be on my way back uh, up, down or up to Belfast, depending on who you are talking to, uh, for the Methodist Annual Methodist Conference, where I am hoping that the conference will ratify their decision to install me as the uh, president of the Methodist Church in Ireland. So my my life is going to change. If you want to know, my life has already changed in so many ways. I can't even recognize my life now. Like, I mean, all the appointments that I'm getting and people ask me, what do you hope to achieve? And I say to myself, well, my agenda has already been set for me. I don't have to think about anything. All I have to think about is to just accomplish what has been uh, uh, decided for me. And I'm looking forward to it. Um, a little bit anxious, butterflies every time I, I hear the word conference, uh, but I'm going to go. And um, I know if God calls us, each of us, he always gives us the strength and the wisdom to do uh, what he's called us to do. So I'm going, trusting that he will be with me. And of course, there is going to be a lot of support around me, uh, Secretary of Conference, um, President's Advisory Committee, and uh, anybody that I want to ask to help me out with something I'm sure is going to be willing to do. it. So it's all of us in the job together. Amazing, amazing.
2: Um, okay, so how does what you do impact the Methodist church?
1: I hope it does. I, I really hope it does. I mean, um, I serve the Methodist people. I trust that in what I do, in different ways in which I engage them, that... I am impacting on them for the Methodist Church in terms of uh, the word I bring to them, the gospel I share with them, in terms of the Bible studies, in terms of the prayer meetings, in terms of my pastoral visits, as I have already indicated that I really, really love, and uh, in in terms of my encouraging them in their own journey of faith, because all of us need that so much all the time, the encouragement of others in, in, in our faith. And as I do that, also, one of the things that I hope impacts on people's lives, and every time I move from one Methodist church to another, and one of the things that I hope they will remember me for is fun. I like fun. And it's to me an irony to go to church in the morning and see people sitting down. I'm talking about the gospel, I'm hoping they are there for the gospel. And you, you just have to look at their faces and you just say to yourself, my goodness me, like they've lost it, all of them. So I like fun and also not just fun outside the church, but even within the service itself. Because for me, if I don't enjoy anything, it's not worth doing. So I hope in that all those ways I impact on the Methodist, on the Methodist Church in my lookup area, connectionally, I've Go to a lot of board meetings and committee meetings and the decisions that are made at those meetings are the decisions that actually influence change in the Methodist Church, the direction that the Methodist Church goes. So I hope that in my participation in those decision-making meetings that I'm impacting on the Methodist Church. Amazing, amazing.
2: Um, okay, so then you sort of briefly mentioned um, your involvement with children and young people, so how do you think um, what you do impacts the children and young people of the Methodist Church?
1: Yes, as I said uh, earlier on, I mean, I think in life you need to know where your strengths are. And uh, youth work and children's work is not my strength, but I know it's very key to the life of the church. So I go all out to encourage uh, the children's workers in the church, the youth workers in the church, and uh, support them in any way that I can. For them to do the work that they are doing. And often they do it really very well. Uh, sometimes I un- also encourage and support them for me to join them to go out on outings. That's the bit I love, like to pista restaurants or cinema. And sometimes we go surfing. First time I went ever surfing was with the young people in my church here. And I spent all of my time very, very close to the sand, the beach, not in the water at all. And they all thought it was really hilarious. But sure, what can we do? I can't swim, so I can't go into into the water. Very good. Okay, so sort of
2: we're coming back out the other side now. So we've really got one correct answer for this next question. Um, but who's your favourite female Irish Methodist president
1: been? I probably know only one. Um, I think her name is... Reverend Dr. Heather Morris, who is now the Secretary of Conference. Um, Do you know of any other one, please? I mean, I just want to know. Heather's
2: our favorite. No one else is allowed to take that position.
1: She is, definitely, yes. She is. I mean, sometimes I wonder where she gets her energy and her wisdom from. Because, I mean, she has so much responsibility. And the way she handles all the meetings and you sort of say, oh, my word, like, it takes your breath away. Mm -hmm is good, yeah. Very good.
2: So last question then.
1: What is your best tip for making the world a better place? Right. Oh, yeah, that's the last question. My best tip for making the world a better place. Be the change you want to see, starting where you are, and not tomorrow, but now. Thank you very much. Thank you, Aaron. And thank you, Lisa.
0: Oh, our pleasure, sir. I loved hearing, thank you, Aaron. I loved hearing uh, that your favourite part of being a Methodist minister, minister, sir, is... Uh, going to visit people, past that pastoral support and I don't know about you but in the middle of lockdown and in the middle of our, our lives I think the bit we've all been craving the most is relationship and actually getting time with people and and I, I would also be that person on the as close to the sand as I could because me getting on a surfboard is not going to really cut it but uh, I love uh, how it's relationship and actually would you mind giving us a wee heads up I don't want you giving too much away because I know this is your theme for conference but would you mind sharing with the young people and our listeners out there. What is your theme? Each year, the president of the Methodist Church uh, has a theme that they run with. So, sir, would you mind sharing with some of our young people, maybe like a a few sentences about your theme this year? Because it links to people, as far as I'm aware.
1: Yes, yeah. My theme this year is people first under God. And uh, I didn't choose that theme lightly. Um, I've had over 30 years of experience as, as a minister in the church and uh, working with people in the church in my home country, uh, in England, in Northern Ireland, in the Republic of Ireland. And I know that often what makes people tick in our churches, now it's not everybody and it's not all the time, but the things that really exercise people are things like the shade of paint in the church what sort of pews we should have, whether we should have them or not, and um, where the organ sits, uh, what about money um, and uh, oh, doctrine and theology. And,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the founder of the Methodist church, John Wesley. I mean, all of these things are really important. But to me, we miss the point of the gospel if we miss people. Amen. out of the equation. People are so so important, more important than the correctness of our doctrine or our theology or our tradition or the amount of money we have or the shade of paint in the church or the pews, etc. People are more important. You you don't have to read all of the gospels to see how Jesus actually sometimes taught himself in his tracks when he saw somebody who was in need and it didn't matter what problem he had, he put it on the side. It was no longer a problem. The person in need became his concern until that person was sorted out. And I think if we learned that in the church, a lot of the conflicts that happen in the church would not be there. And then we would actually focus on human beings. Because that's what the gospel is about
0: yeah amen sir thank you thank you for sharing that I, I know that resonates with a lot of us as well it's people first before god and we'll be praying for you this year as you as you lead that message across this methodist family and connection one thank of the you, hashtags Elizabeth. our young people have our hashtag methodist family and i love that, that uh, that's re- definitely resonates with your heart and your spirit and your message that god has put on you so amen brother
1: Thank you. listen
0: thank you thank you for joining us um, you, uh, Aaron mm-hmm. there's going to be some more podcast interviews that are happening do you want to give us a shout out to who we, people might want to be listening out mm-hmm. to in yeah, the next so, wee while
2: um, we've got some podcasts coming from the Reverend Dr Heather Morris who is our Secretary of Conference um, we've also got uh, Reverend Tom McKnight who is our like, going president um, who Sarah is taking over from um, and then our lay leader uh, who is Mrs Hazel Looney this year um, as well as the IMYC team leader Gillian Gilmore and one of my fellow ambassadors, Joshua McRoberts, as well.
0: That's great and hopefully guys you'll tune in and hear what they have to say uh, and uh, see what you can learn about the Methodist Church in Ireland and actually more importantly what you can be learning about God and about who we are as a people Listen don't forget to tune in to IMYT social media over Methodist Conference. Conference begins on the 5th of June with Conference Youth Night uh, We'll be seeing Saur on screen there unfortunately he can't be with us uh, but uh, we will be enjoying uh, seeing him and hearing him. Uh, if you're free tune in uh, to our social media between the on the lead up from the fifth of June, and you maybe you'll see and learn some more about what this Methodist Conference thing is all about. Why you lose your minister? Why all the important people, important people in uh, in brackets, uh, are the ones that are are going off to sit on Zoom for days on end. But listen, thank you for joining us. Uh, we love having you here. Uh, thank you for tuning in, and that's a goodbye from me and a goodbye from my guests.
1: Goodbye. Goodbye from me, and thank you very much for having me.
0: And a goodbye. Listen, thank you. Keep tuning in. Love having you all here. Until next time, bye.